Welcome to Mission Control, Product Design's podcast on everything business, tech, and marketing. Since 2008, Peralta Design has launched hundreds of successful brands. Join Ramon and the PD Flight crew as they use decades of combined experience to tackle current events and interview guests while dropping valuable industry knowledge. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. But for now, let's launch right into this episode. Three, two, Hey everybody, welcome to Mission Control. This is your host Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design and We Launch Brands. I'd like to introduce uh, my right-hand man, Jorge. Que pasa, Mufasa? What's going on, everyone? All right, and uh, Kevin on the soundboard. Good afternoon. All right, let's do it. We got a special guest here. We've got uh, Sebastian Cardona from uh, Papi Chulo Style. Can't wait to introduce him and talk to you about this entrepreneur and his products and everything. So we're really excited. But first, I have to start off by saying how much I love Secret Invasion. It's probably my favorite Marvel series right now. It takes the top slot, really? It does. Wow. It does. What was your top slot before then? I uh, my top slot would probably... the shows specifically. Yeah, the show. Uh, it's a good question. Um, definitely not Iron Fist. Nope. Uh, but that's the old generation too, yeah. which yeah. is funny because I hear that all of those cats from the old gen are going to be making appearances on the new Deadpool. Yeah. So it's exciting to see all these things come back. The um, just the Wolverine with the yellow suit yeah. just touches my heart. I know. I can't and, and the fact that he's the, the fact that Hugh Jackman is jacked again because he, you know, he's he's getting up there. I'm the dude has got to be under, on deer antler. It's very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's very uh, Christian Bale esque in yeah. that his whole body transforms for these roles. Yeah, and you know, and he even admits it himself. Like it is rough. You yeah, know, what he, I mean? yeah, he's like working on like all day long, right? He, the he eating an insane thousands, amount of yeah, calories. Yeah. But um, I'm excited to see how that turns out. But it, okay, so back to probably the, Luke Cage. I I really enjoyed. Okay. You know? Solid. Definitely not Moon Knight. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count that as my favorite. It's so funny how that one doesn't get any love, and that was my favorite. I think partly because a, I'm just a big Oscar Isaac fan. Um, his Star Wars role and really everything. Um, what's the other one? Scenes from a Marriage. I think the dude is just talented from a wide range. So I think it just because a Oscar Isaac is dope, but b anything Egyptian gets me. I know it was just too cerebral, and they tried to. I don't know. I would just, it was just too much. Yeah, yeah. Too so, much going on. So, Secret Invasion with, uh, and so no no spoilers here, but. I know, but it's 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 already, like, disrupted the entire Marvel Universe. Like, what they just revealed. Um, you can start watching this. It, yeah, yeah. And he. Yeah, I'm behind. I just finished And it's a different fury. Like, I, I don't want to throw out any spoilers. Probably anything I say would be a spoiler, but he's more emotional in this. Uh, um. Fury's got, normally very stoic. He's got and, relationships, which people just kind of felt like he was just a solo dude. But yeah. now you're finding out more. People seemed very um, dispensable yeah. to Nick Fury. Yeah, he came back from the blip. And, and people, you know, he's one of those that people thought they thought he was dead. But now he's back. And just the, the introduction of, like, the scroll, the super scrolls. Like, if you're a comic book fan, you know, there's, like, scrolls and then there's the super scrolls. That's even doper. So I they, didn't know they, that was going to be part they of the They dropped show. that. You know, I know I'm not, I'm on the teetering point of <laughs> spoilers, but it's just very well done. Sam Jackson just does, you know, no, nothing's going to top Pulp Fiction, of course, but I think it is one of his best performances. And Don Cheadle. 
is goes ham. Wow. So he's back he's, as Rody. As Rody. What? And that's the part where I got to stop because like they just dropped a hammer with Rody. Wow. Okay. I mean, you already out just because <laughs> I've been trying to figure out. I'm about, I just finished because you guys were getting on me about yeah. Mandalorian, but how have you not seen yeah, it? You're so late, you're late, yeah, you're late. But I was, but it was so good. And I'm glad I went back and watched it. Yeah, it, it got me dope. hyped for the, the new Ahsoka trailer looks really good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. The Disney is doing well with some of the. It's the thing is, it's too much. Like it's hard to hit a home run every time when yeah. you're throwing that many pitches. But I'm glad I went back and finished that. I'm also watching Witcher. I liked Hawkeye too, by the way. I, I, now I'm like my rain. My oh yeah, brain oh, yeah. actually, yeah, Hawkeye was really. Good. I loved Hawkeye, yeah. and funnily enough, Haley Steinfeld is kind of like one of. She's like coming up there for me, and like yeah. the list of like, she's just like a dope actress. Yeah. And she also does the voice of Spider Gwen, and I don't know if you saw Spider Verse, but um, I did, I but, did, not in the theaters, so oh, okay. I, I need to give it a real shot. Okay, <laughs> just, it, one of the things about watching movies in the theaters is that you don't, you're not distracted, you know, right? Like, you know, you don't it have your phone. Commands your out. focus, right? When I'm at home watching stuff, I have my phone out, and so what does that cause? I end up watching the same episode three, four times, right? To make sure that I know you everything that's it. going on, because it's just so tempting to just like get up for a snack. Uh, Grab your phone and you're scrolling and then you just miss something super important. Yeah. So the movies, I still savor like that time for like, like I just saw that uh, Sound of Freedom. Excellent movie. Very, very, very uh, sad topic, but one that needs a lot of awareness. I just want to plug that movie too. Um, but let's switch gears a little bit over to branding. Um, so, well, question yeah. here. Something I, before we move on just okay. quickly, thoughts on this, the whole the whole we've been talking about ai for a while now yeah yeah and that's true. now the whole bit that. with secret invasion is that it was revealed that the opening titles were done a lot they used ai for a lot of yeah. the images that were yeah. generated yeah and then there was commentary about some of it being intentional and since i haven't seen the opening titles i don't know if you could shed any light yeah, on like so well i think it works in this case because the the the, the subject matter are shapeshifted Right, uh, so you have scrolls that are walking the earth, um, and they look like humans. Right, you but, never know that. Yeah, but every now and then, scroll. they'll show them like in the shower, or if they die, they go, they turn back to scroll uh, scrolls. Uh, so and secret invasion because they've been it's, they've you're been being here. invaded, but they've been here. They're refugees too, so there is a little bit of this uh, undocumented, you know. Uh, how do we feel about them? Kind of, they're among us. They need a home. They're, they're, you know, this kind of a thing. Undertones. They're not heavy-handed like immigrant uh, metaphors. But, um, but I do think the AI works. It because it's not clean AI. It's like it's it's rough, and so you can see that it's supposed to be Sam Jackson, but they didn't quite. You know how like AI doesn't quite get fingers yet, and 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 some prompts. Don't give you like that clean uh, okay. illustration. So it's a uh, maybe it's actually a commentary on how AI is like a, a facsimile, right? It's trying to be yeah, a copy of yeah. real so artwork. So that's why I think it works, but not uh, quite. Because okay. you see that it's supposed to be Sam Jackson, part as a scroll, part as Sam Jackson in the opening credits, but it's not it's not rendered cleanly because it was done with AI. But then it's 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 also somewhat animated, so right. I think it's done elegantly. Like I, I like kind it. of now you just mentioned that it kind of makes me think of it's a play on words. Think about how Secret Invasion it's been here among us, and AI imagery 
you know, it's coming into our social feeds. Yeah. It's coming onto everything yeah. with, and it's been here and you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. It's a so. secret invasion. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I kind of, all right. I can give him, <laughs> I might be able to give him a pass for that. Yeah. So switching over, I wanted to talk about, uh, uh, Burger King. Cause, cause, uh, Funny, our content creator uh, Derek, shout out. He he sent me a link of of the rebrand, and and I said I don't even need to read the article, and I know what Burger King's trying to do. And it, it they 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 hadn't rebranded in like twenty years, you know. So they they rebrand and uh, they they formally rebranded in twenty twenty one, but it's basically like it, a logo that really looks just like the one they had in nineteen sixty nine and in nineteen ninety four. It's like the the hamburger, like the stack, you know. I call it because it's like yeah, the yeah. two buns and then Burger King in the middle. Yep, they going they're going back to that, and part of it is they're they're going after guys like me that you know they're they've lost to you know the other other chains, Wendy's, McDonald's, what have you. They they've fallen off. Burger King's fallen off. I feel like they're the least relevant, especially when it comes to the brand voice. Yeah. Like Wendy's has a very I don't know. It's a very um, well. I think the clapbacks on social helped them a lot. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's razor. It's razor visibility. The yeah. Their first post on Threads was mid Donald's, and oh, no. everyone was just like, "Oh, yeah. so already yeah. that spiciness that Wendy's has has elevated them." And Burger King is just kind of like falling back yeah. into the into obscurity. So they're 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 trying to go with sustainable, right? There 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 are three things they're trying to be. You know. Uh, like it's sustainable. They want you to think of like clean ingredients. Their current logo, the the you know not current because they just rebranded in 2021. But the most recent one was like that circle on an angle with the gradients, and then it had like a blue swoosh around it. There are no food ingredients that are blue, so right. so they 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 drop that, and 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 you know we all know like when people look at logos, um, they see color first, you know they see shape second, and then they might read. You know, and there's something to keep in mind. And so with their going back to this stack burger, they're trying to kind of say, okay, now the only colors in it are orange and red, you know, orange kind of like the bun color and then the tomato and and so forth. But they're going after like Gen Z. They want to be more sustainable, you know. So they, they, they started this $400 million, you know, effort to like, renovate all of the restaurants. And, and the reason it hasn't completely like, overnight um rebranded is because um it's up to the franchisees if they want to so they have so so you're going to see them slowly change um but it's happening if you notice it you know give us a shout um and and i just wanted to kind of bring it up as as the fact that what what sometimes what's old is new again and and it's and it's a perfect example of that so what we're going to do right now is we're going to we're going to go into a quick commercial break and when we come back we're going to introduce our guests. If you've got an innovation that you want to bring to the world, the first step is making sure you've got a great domain name. Visit shop.spacehost.pro to grab your domain name today and begin your new venture and your new business. Shop.spacehost.pro. We're back, and that was a little bit of uh, Bobby Chulo by Lorna, and I'm excited uh, to introduce 
Sebastian Cardona, the founder and CEO of Papi Chulo Style. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Ramon, for having me. It's an honor. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Yes, man. And I, I have to admit, your hair looks great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. You. So you're living, living the product, <laughs> living the dream. Jorge, you know, both of you guys are giving me hair envy because <laughs> I used to comb my hair back uh, a long time ago. Now I comb it forward. Uh, Kev. Overrated, yeah, it is. It. it is. I'm with you. We yeah. got the same haircut, exactly. So I'm with you. I'm with you. So, Sebastian, we met at the, at, at the Hispanic Chamber, yeah, right in, in Bridgeport. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe that there are no coincidences. You were right next to me, so we were destined to meet. Yeah, I was not supposed to be there. I'm, I'm in the Waterbury area, and I got invited there. I was not supposed to be there when. That was a very happy coincidence. Yeah, yeah it was. It yeah. was. Uh, and I brought back some product. Jorge tried it, loved it. I'm a big fan. Listen, this I'd been looking for a replacement for what could really get the job done, right? And I had tried a couple different brands, and Dove had a brand, and Harry's had a brand, and Old Spice, and then um, there was another brand, uh, Suavecito, that had come out. They had given it a try, and it was all right. And then Ramon comes back from the expo. He's just like, hey, you might like this. <laughs> and with the sampler pack, and I was like, this is the best product I've ever used, bar none. It was just like, it did everything they wanted it to do, and none of the things I didn't want it to do. Yep. And that yep. is the beautiful balance. And it, it, it kind of has a, that's the other thing, too, is like a lot of product has a learning curve, and this was almost seamless and i and i just fell in love and the branding too stood out yeah, the branding was got me because you had a, a dope booth you know with the with the retractables and all the product yeah. and and i love like the woodcut style and and then you know no surprise you're a graphic designer yeah yeah i um, think the branding has been 80 percent of the success of this wow brand wow it's just because it's it it draws the attention yeah. from people it's just People like the the logo. People find the the name funny, ridiculous, and they <laughs> they try the product because of they like they, because they like the branding. Mm -hmm. And as Jorge said, when they try the product, they stay with us, which is great for us. That means the product is good, and they like the branding, which is a win win for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I've got, so he came back. I tried the sampler, ran out of the sampler. I'm like, I got to get more. Crack that box open. Let's see what's what <laughs> inside. Like he, he brought this box for us here. Do we need? Probably can cut it with that. Yeah. So uh, while he, while Jorge is opening the box here of of product and thank you for bringing it, tell us a little bit uh, your background. Like, how did yeah. you get started? What's your origin story? Yeah, well, I mean, basically, when I try to tell the story, I divide it like in three chapters. Mm -hmm. One, the, the 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 beginning of of the need of the product, mm -hmm. then the name, and then the actual business. Well, everything started because of my my hair. Believe it or not, my hair is impossible. It's not as you see it here. I it's mean, not like the <laughs> South American uh, Mayan Incan hair. It's not. It's not. It's curly. <laughs> it's dry. It's thick. It's the nappy. Arawaks. It's, or... it's, 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 it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. So for me, it's been a struggle since I was a kid. So mm -hmm. since I was seven years old, I've been putting gel, hair gel in my mm -hmm. hair. Like it was either that or having my hair like really short because mm -hmm. there was no product that worked for me. To keep it in place. So what happens if you just let your hair grow, no product in it? You have it's, an afro? It's a huge afro, yeah. It's okay. a huge afro, <laughs> which not even like, like a nice curl. It's just a, an afro. With, it, it, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> I have pictures. I can put my pictures online it's, so you can see it. 
it is it's just so kev you might be able to have hair like him if you just got to let let it grow grow. (laughs) where were you during the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that absolutely so yeah the beginning is just my hair my hair is insane so i got a you know bully and a bunch of nicknames Mm -hmm. so my solution was either hair gel or keep it short Mm -hmm. that was it after i finished um high school because in Colombia, if you're in a private high school, you're supposed to keep your, your so hair short. born in, in Colombia? Yeah, born in Colombia. I came here uh, 15 years ago to study English, uh, and I fell in love. I got married in the state. Wow. Yeah. And uh, when I finished high school, I started growing out my hair. And it was, I, I can't keep it nice, but it needed a lot of product. So I used to spend, without exaggerating it yeah. was probably like an hour before i used to go yeah. out and i gotta say just, this because listen it's just it's a latino thing my mm-hmm. dad if i was mm-hmm. in front of the mirror for too long yep. it's a machismo thing yep. he's like what are you doing yep. you know uh <laughs> we won't go into everything he would say because it was probably inappropriate <laughs> but you're saying you're growing up and you're putting hair products it, like yeah. that's just from a latino background yeah. it's not typically something that men do like mm-hmm. ma- the macho yeah exactly is changing exactly right so it became something that like i was using a bunch of women products like treatments and stuff t- in order to m- make Manage my hair it. look manageable yeah that's mm-hmm. the word because it was not even nice it was manageable so at uh, the point i was like uh, you know what just 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 keep it short and i just <laughs> got a buzz cut and that was it call it a day yeah. and that was my haircut for a while and until i came to the united states and came in uh well, yeah, 15 years ago, uh, to study English. And that's how the name, uh, I got to the name because it was a bunch of students from all over the, the world. Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of Latinos, uh, of course. And and it was like, we had a, a Russian friend and she was like, she started calling us right away, the Papichulos, right away, <laughs> a Russian lady. I was like, how the hell do you know that word? <laughs> like, you're from Russia. And that was our nickname. That was our nickname. I was like, ah, oh, God, I got to do something with this. I, I cannot believe that this word is well known in other languages. And yeah. it means the same. And it, it sounds funny when people from different languages pronounce it. And mm-hmm. it was like, ah, oh, God. So one day, oh, and they call us like that because, you know, Latinos... We take care of us. Right, like, right. You know, you you just don't go out without looking. We got some swag. Your best. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And one day, it was the finals, <laughs> I remember, and I was late. And I just got in the train. I got in the shower, like, get out of the shower, get in the train. And I didn't do my hair. I was looking the mess. Mm. And she was like, hey, you left your papichula style at home. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this, this is a brand. This is, this a, is brand. a brand right here. Right, right. I and that was that was my passion through I, mean, I went to uh graphic design in college in Colombia mm-hmm. and that was my passion my passion was branding I was like this is a brand yeah, right yeah. here this is a brand I don't know what I'm going to do with that right. but I'm going to do something <laughs> that day I bought the domain names I bought Papi Chulo style and I bought Mami Chula style I bought them both ah. what I'm going to do with that I don't know that that <laughs> life is going to bring me there at some point and I left it there and then I moved to Connecticut uh, time passed and I went to a barber in Cromwell and I was still using gel. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And the guy introduced me to pomade. And I was like, he he was making it in his kitchen. And I was like, dude, I have a brand. You have a product. Let's do business. Yeah. Like this, let's, let's do something. And the guy was like, no, I'm I'm, I'm like, uh, I already tried it. It didn't work out. Uh, I'm just in some other stuff right now. I'm doing a cafe, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, shit. And then I went home. I was like, all right, but 
if he can make it in his kitchen, right. maybe I can learn how to make it in my kitchen. And I started like researching and I went to like the internet, books, stuff, and it involved more science that I was trying why, to why am it. I thinking of like a mishap and then he <laughs> then he gets superpowers and he's like <laughs> Poppy Chula power. Like this <laughs> <laughs> so you so you 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 research what ingredients you need. And- I researched ingredients because I mean uh, the most traditional pomade is just oil based, mm-hmm. which is a bunch of waxes and oils, but that didn't work for me. I tried one and I started breaking out. Okay. And I was like, ah, this is not working out. So then I I I uh I started researching water-based pomade which is not a bunch of oils, it's not waxes, mm-hmm. it's just water-based. And it had more science than I thought. I was like, oh, shit. So I, I was so invested in it that I had to go to, I, I took a course in uh, cosmetic formulation online for almost two years just to come up with a product that worked for me. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if it works for me, it works for everybody. Right. My, my hair is like the final test for any hair product. <laughs> I, that's that's if the final boss. You yeah. defeated Bowser at that point. So <laughs> if, you, if you work for me, that, that, that's, that, that, that means it's good. So I went to school. I mean, I took a course for almost, almost two years. And I tested probably 100. For the first formula, which is all original, uh, it was 122 formulas. Uh, 122 batches in order for, to come up with that formula. Once I came up with that formula that worked for me, I was like, this is it. I did it for me and I started doing it for, like, this is my product. And I gave it to my, my barber friends and they liked it. I was like, this is it. This is what Puppy Chulo style is going to be. It's <laughs> going to be a pomade. And then the process of the branding started, which is probably the the most, uh, the, the, the one that takes took the longest because I, I really put a lot of attention to that and it became a brand. I re- registered the brand. Uh, I did the website and I started just selling to my barber's friends and I put it online, but I didn't get a sale for like a year, wow. but I just, I just, uh, I started with my barber friends and they, they just sent me to another barbers and that's how things started like growing and growing and growing. And now it like, uh, at this point, we have distributors in seven countries. Uh, we sell online. Most of our clients are barbershops. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're there. We're- Man. I mean, it looks amazing. And it's not just pomade. You got other products. Yeah, the first one was pomade, which was a regular hold. And then there was the stronghold. And after that, how did you come up with the names? Because that was an interesting thing for me too. The whole wrestling motif, <laughs> right? The wrestling motif, and then how did you figure out? All right, we're gonna go with El Fuerte yeah. versus, you know, like how, what was the ideation of that? And that yeah. I'm also interested in that you have all these variations on the brand that mm-hmm. feel so collectible mm-hmm. too. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, I love that too. So you're kind of so it. The funny part, the small world of it, is that for me, and Kev can attest to this. Um, my I loved Rey Mysterio Jr. growing up. Yeah. So it was my favorite wrestler, and like I just have always just kind of gravitated to that as a thing. Yeah. And so to have the luchador, and then that this specific style, and just the naming convention. Did you mm-hmm. already know? Because you could have just gone normal, strong, yeah, hybrid. Yeah. But what what was the, you know what I mean? What was the what was that process like? I always wanted it to be a Latino brand. I mean, the, the name is obviously Latino, but I didn't want it to be. It's like exclusively Latino. I always wanted that mix between English and Spanish. That's why the name is English and Spanish. That's what the name is like Spanish. And 
I always wanted that. I just wanted something that people saw it. I mean, looked at it and it, it, it identify, identify it as a Latino brand, you know, but without, I don't know how to put it in words. I just don't want it to be too casual. I just want it to be like a premium kind of thing. It has a I premium think. vibe, definitely. Because the name, sure. because the when you when you everything. hear the name, is is a is a ridiculous name. Let's be honest. I mean, it's probably you got to balance it with like exactly. Really I, tight I wanted that contrast. Ornate. Yeah. And because if I put a, a just a, a a very good looking guy in the in the in the logo, it was gonna take another approach that I didn't want. I just right. wanted something right. stylish. What if I'm not good looking, you mm -hmm. know, and it's mm -hmm. like. You can identify with a wrestler because it's like the man behind the mask. Yeah, exactly. The confidence of a wrestler. I love that that dichotomy though. Right. The fact that you have something that's about style and right. you can't see the dude's face. Yeah. Like if was... you would have been thinking the ideation of the brand, you're gonna be like, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? But yeah. when you think about the culture of it and how now this I product becomes the hero of your hair, like boom. I'm glad I'm glad you've mentioned it because that has been our like biggest problem trying to explain people because a lot of people say that it was like how a, a brand for hair products and right. grooming products has a mask like that makes no sense i was like this brand was created just more for it's just not supposed to be just a grooming product i when i thought about the brand i thought about clothing i, I thought about so much stuff than just grooming and it's not just about the way you look it's about the way you feel it's about the, having that confidence that you know that style which with the Latino concept, with the Latino identity in it, so it, it's 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 good that you mentioned it because that has been we have to explain ourselves a lot because of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's an alter ego, it's a persona. Like yeah. when you're getting ready in the morning, and you're putting on your favorite jacket, or, or you know, grab your favorite sunglasses. It's mm -hmm. just like putting on that persona, that confidence. And that's that's what I think uh, Poppy Chulo Styles about. Yeah, yeah, that's that's who we are about. We, like our biggest inspiration was this luchador, like El Santo, which is uh like back in the seventies, probably eighties. And my dad used to watch a lot of his movies, Lucha Libre and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a, a it was a, mov a movie star in mm -hmm. Mexico, and when he had interviews outside the ring, he's wearing a suit with his mask. <laughs> so it's, it's 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 very like visually yeah for me it was always very very attractive just looking at that contrast mm -hmm. it, it's it's that's what i try to to portray on the on the logo and that's why it took me probably eight months until for the first draft to the last logo which is a, i have to say yeah. it's not it's not it's my design but it's not my illustration i'm not an illustrator I'm a graphic designer. Talk a little so bit just, about that because we we talked about that at the show, but you you outsourced or you yeah. found someone to actually do this woodcut illustration. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not an illustrator. Uh, I had the idea in my head. I knew I wanted a luchador. I knew I wanted it with a with a with a suit mm -hmm. and a tie, but I couldn't put it into paper. It was very difficult for me. So I just went like you know what I'm just putting this to someone that really knows what they're doing. I started researching uh, Mexican illustrators because I wanted like a real Mexican feeling into the brand. Um, and I started researching and I came up with like, I narrowed out down for like three illustrators and they, because I wanted that style, it's called etching, which is the same style that you have for for the illustration and in, in, in money, in bills. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at that, uh, they sent me some, Approves and tweaking a key here and there, 
uh, it w- yeah, it took us like eight months to come up with the with the final illustration, which is is all that I wanted. Like he just knew how to put it in paper. It was it's insane. It came out I have so to give good, and I love the the typography is great yeah. too. Like every, like the whole nine. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, he he did a really great job. His name is Javi Cruz, the right. Mexican Beautiful illustrator. Work. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. work. Beautiful work. Now, what are some of the challenges you faced with this? Because uh, you know, it can't be easy to just launch your own product. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult, especially when you're not into business. When you don't have when you don't have a business background. I mean, I'm a creative, so I, I it, this was the easy part for me to create the brand right. and to create the products was the easy part for me. Once you have to turn that into business, it was insane. I mean, it was it was difficult because I'm not, I don't have that selling personality. I, I don't ha- I don't like pushy sellers sell people so i don't like to be one but that's what you need to be doing on the street if you want people to get your product it was very difficult especially for me it was a lot of learning because as i said i don't have that personality so i had to outsource a bunch of stuff i have to outsource myself i have to outsource uh the accountability part of it like i had to get an accountant i have to get people to learn from because I was just making it, but I didn't know how to sell it. If it was not because of the barber community, I would have had this in my garage for years. So it was a lot of word of mouth. And what I said, I mean, people go to the brand because they like the brand and they stay with it because they like the product and it works for them, which is- So what, what, go back to like when you first started, mm-hmm. you just go to barbershop to barbershop with yeah. product and leave, leave some behind and- yeah the beginning was just a lot of free samples a lot of free samples mm-hmm. uh just going to barbershops uh and for me it was a shock because I, I it was for me very uncomfortable just to show up at a barbershop without an appointment and be like hey this yeah. is my brand i'm sorry i'm interrupting you this is my brand and i i don't like to interrupt people's work people's day yeah. so i was yeah. just to leave the, the the sample and just pray to the god that they call me back and how, how did that approach. work out for you? It didn't work. I was <laughs> going to say, how often does that work? <laughs> that didn't. That, didn't. That, that, that took me out of my my comfort zone because I yeah. it exposed I exposed myself to that situation because uh, and I learned a lot from that. But that's not the approach. So uh, it came from more from from uh, word of mouth, and then I got to deal with a couple of distributors, and that helped me a lot. That helped me a lot because uh, that took that out of my back which is it was insane i give a lot of props to salespeople, but um right now it just it became the the the, the branding part has helped a lot so I, I was telling uh ramon that i was i did a test on facebook just i had like 600 followers on, on facebook and i was like hey i i know this is gonna do good in mexico i i know it so I'm just going to test, I'm going to run a, a, fa- a Facebook ad on Mexico, just in Mexico, just to see how it works. And I put 10 bucks a day for 10 days, so 100 bucks. And from 600 followers, we grew up to 14,000 followers in a week. Wow. A week. In a week. So I was like, ah, God, I have to be in Mexico. I mean, yeah. this is, right. this you, is you very obvious. You found your people. This yeah. is, exactly. Right. And... Once I went to uh, register the brand in Mexico, I realized that there was another brand, another pomade called Papichulo. Oh, and okay. I was like, God damn it. Like, so we have to like, you know, you have to like pivot and find another name, find a different way to register it. 
And so we already had registered the brand in, in Mexico with, with a different name. And we're just waiting. Because I know what, what is attractive to Mexican people is not the name itself. It's just the whole branding behind it. So it, for us, it was not a big deal to change the name because I know people are still going to love it. And But we are still have that in the back burner because I know it's going to take a lot of time, a lot, a lot of resources, a lot of money just to go there. And we want to do it right. Maybe because, Luchador or something. Yeah. Something that you don't have to change your packaging. Yeah, the, the logo is exactly the name. name. Right. The logo is exactly the name. The, 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 the typography is exactly the name. It's just different name. Mexico. Uh, yeah, it's, it's called uh, La Lucha Style. There you go. And it's exactly the same thing. It's still in the same, uh, following the same concept, but it, I know it's, I know it's going to be good. I, we just want to do it right. right. And we want to do, we want to have the right partners in Mexico because I know it's going to be huge and I know it's going to take a lot of time and dedication and I don't want to, you know, the, I heard a, a concept, someone said that people die of success, some business die of success because they grow out. I mean, they grow up like really fast and they cannot sustain it. And I don't want to do that. I want to take How, my time. What's, what does fulfillment look like now? Like when an order comes in, what happens? Right now, if it comes through the website, if it's a single order website, I'll do it. Uh, we, well, we have a, a space and we do it. It's just us. And speaking to that point, just really quick. This is the thing that sealed the deal for me. Yeah. Was I opened the package. Not only was it what I ordered, but there was this personal handwritten card. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I'd meet the dude like <laughs> directly right here. But here's the card just saying, Hey, Jorge, gracias, hermano, for your support. Hope you like our products. I'm sending you some free samples so you can try them all, which I then gave to some of my other friends who also ended up ordering. And have a happy Thanksgiving. And that was like, I'm sold. You just got me. You just got a customer for life. <laughs> just do that little touch. Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? Makes I try to put some effort into it. Because, I mean, I have the, the, the orders that we have online. It, they're not like our biggest. Uh, I mean, we our biggest clients are just barbershops. So the orders that we have online is just people that run out of product from their barbershops. And they just couldn't go to bar so that's to like bar a direct to consumer but yeah. you you like you prefer like selling in bulk to, to yeah definitely. And it's nice definitely. to support the people who are supporting you exactly you know what I mean? exactly. like hey we want you we want our customers to buy from the bar exactly because i mean they support me before the 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 pandemic we almost went bankrupt bankrupt in the, in oh, the pandemic man. because all the barbershops had to close all right. of them for like six seven months and that's 85 percent of our Cell space. I mean, it's just yeah. They were shut down them. by by the Completely. governor and everything. Completely. So, just because I mean, thanks to the the exposure that we had with the barbershops, people started buying online. So that's what was kept us afloat during the pandemic. So I try to always treat our barbers as our priority, right? Because those are the ones that kept the business alive, and those are the ones doing the the, the legwork. Those are the ones exposing the new client to the bar to the product, trying them down. Like those are the ones that I take care of the most. When when you said you almost went bankrupt, did you have a moment where you were like, okay, that's it, I'm packing up, this is over? Yeah, it was like probably two months when they had to shut down. I was like, I mean, all our inventory was just there. Like sales were not coming. Like the online sales were not there, and I was like. I told my wife, I was like, I think this is the end. I have to just find something to do because I, I cannot keep 
keeping alive something that is not giving us money. I mean, I still have to pay for rent. I still have to pay for bills. I've, but I just, I'm not making it. So I don't know how this, and then the, the online sales just started coming in. I was like, okay, this is not the greatest, but it's going to keep it. It was a pulse. Yeah. Like, it's just like the sign that people came <laughs> from it. Like people that ran out of it after they, they closed the barbershops, they came for more on the website. So I was like, all right, so there's more. There's people coming back. So I'm just going to wait a couple months. And it didn't turn. I mean, we didn't profit in the, in, during the pandemic. We didn't profit, but we didn't. Uh, I mean, it allowed us just to stay afloat, just with the basic stuff, like barely coming even or at least not losing a lot. So that's why I, I just kept it. And and because it's, it's my dream. I mean, this is just my baby. So I wouldn't, I was not going to leave it just like that. So has it was hard. You, has your wife been supportive? She's or? been very, very supportive. And at the beginning, it was hard because it was a crazy idea, especially when I quit my job. Oh, no. uh, uh, when I quit my full-time job for 10 years, I was like, I'm just doing this. What point did you... So this <laughs> is all great stuff for a lot of our audience. Some so, went over well, right? Uh, well, imagine. as an entrepreneur, I, it's interesting on two points. Like, at what yeah. point do you say to yourself, yeah. okay, I'm going to do this full-time? Mm -hmm. And also, I would love to know a little bit about going international because we have a lot mm -hmm. of clients that also sell online. Yeah. But a lot of folks are intimidated to sell beyond anything domestic mm -hmm. everyone's okay with selling in the in the you know in the in 50 states but mm -hmm. beyond that there's a little trepidation yeah. so we'd love to know more about that because think about how many sales you close yourself off to yeah. by not being able to sell internationally so i'd love to know both things yeah so um, i took the decision of i, I had a, bit, a job for 10 years this was my side gig for mm -hmm. a while but when the business started making 70 percent of what i was making at my job I was like, this is the sign. I always had that like goal. But that was your goal. Yeah. Like when, once I hit that marker, yeah. I'm, I can make uh, the jump. I, I, can, I can do this uh, and my like full time because I'm not going to spend money on, on gas. I'm not going to like, you know, I'm just going to save a bunch of money. But uh, if I start making 70% of the what I'm making at my job with this, I'll, this is my I can that's my The sign. other 30 I can figure out. Yeah, I can yeah. figure it out and it's not going to be a big deal. So I'm just going to do it. Uh, so that time came but it came like three months before the pandemic wow it was, it was no bad wow. it was a very very bad timing oh. so my wife was the the, the breadwinner yeah. through the whole pandemic basically she was a very huge support and and you need that like yeah. you need that you not, not just economically because i yeah. mean you figure out the money like money comes and goes but just especially just someone to be there and tell you, you, you still can do it. Like, yeah. don't, don't give up. Like, this is, I, I see a future in this. Just don't give up. You need that. You need yeah, the support absolutely. more than, than the money part, which is important too. But like, sometimes the, 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 the emotional support is more important. So, and about the, the international sales is there's a lot of resources that I didn't know. And I started knowing with uh, all the, the SBA, the CBDC, they have a bunch of resources that I don't know why, like small business owners, a bunch of them don't know about it. No awareness. Yeah. No. Yeah, we, we we partnered up with the Connecticut Small Business Boost Fund and just mm -hmm. to help people raise awareness that there was low interest. But I think in, especially in the minority business community, access to capital is like mm -hmm. the number one problem it's very difficult yeah you know we try it's to self-fund it bootstrap it mm -hmm. and there are all these programs out there but 
It sounds like you got through the the worst part. Yeah, I think that the, the other pandemic side. was our biggest test. Yeah. If we survive the pandemic, I think we can survive. Yeah, anything. I remember yeah. the, look going out trying to buy a pair of clippers because my bar every, all the barber shops were closed and mm -hmm. you couldn't find clippers in yeah. the store. Right. Sold clippers out. were sold out, sold out. online yeah. everywhere. Uh, I mean, it, it was uh, it was crazy. Yeah, that crazy industry, that we got through that. That industry <clears throat> suffered a lot with yeah. the pandemic. A lot. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm sure it was not the only one, but they had to shut down overnight for yeah. six, seven months. Right. It was it was very difficult for them, and and those are my biggest supporters. So I, I when I that's why I'm not. That's your uh, tribe. Yeah, and that's why I'm not on Amazon. That's yeah. why because I want if people get these products, I want to get them from their barber. From the barber that they go every week, every two weeks, I want them to get them from there. If you run out of it while on vacation, yeah, I can sell it online. But I mean, what out of all these products you brought with us? Thank you, by the way. No what problem. what's your biggest seller? Or what, biggest or what's seller. the newest product you've ventured out? Yeah, in? I would love to know a little bit more about that too. What's the best seller, and <laughs> what do you what past once you were like, all right, what's next mm -hmm. after pomade? Which is your favorite? Which has been your favorite so far? The biggest seller, believe it or not, is one that did not work for me. Because it's designed, is this one, Elirido, which is designed for like thinnest, I mean, thinner hair with no volume, like flat kind of hair. And it's been insane. Once we got it in, into into the- What does the, it do? Does it give volume? It gives volume hair? and texture. So people with flat hair, just put a, lot of, a, a little bit of it and they just comb it and they get like nice volume and nice texture. It looks amazing, which for my hair, it's not, we'll it's not going to do anything. <laughs> So that that has been our biggest uh, seller by far. All the formulas on your own. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot because I mean, probably two years I was using a different formula in my hair every year, every day for like two years, wow. just to come up with the with the product. And beards are like, I mean, I don't ask me why I don't have a beard. It's just. <laughs> I guess I was genetically blessed to not be able to grow one. But uh, for the, for you guys that are bearded, I think that's a whole new segment now. Like there's beard grooming and beard, uh, uh, what do you call those? Like uh, not oils, but you you can you can just add stuff to your beard to make yeah, it look bombs, better. Oils, yeah, bombs. Yeah, there's a bunch of different products. So I'm I'm actually that's grown. About that I think too. that's I don't know what the number is, but it's got to be like a billion dollar market. I'm sure that it, market segment opened up. Yeah. The beer market is insanely big. Mm -hmm. It's just a couple of, you know, well-known brands that pretty dominate the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But it it's that was a, a, a need. That mm -hmm. was a, a need that our barbers were asking for. So oh. that was just created just because people asked for that. Right. I was not I mean, I, I can barely grow a beard. I have a very patchy beard. <laughs> and I, this is for like people with real beards. Like right. this, like People that like the can grow it. Yeah, the ZZ Top, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> beard. But um, but that's a great point, though, is oftentimes we launch a product and then if we listen to our customers, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they kind of give us the clues as to what to launch next. What, yeah. what do they need? If you, if exactly. you, and you've got, as an entrepreneur, you've got to mm -hmm. listen. Yeah, because at the beginning, as I said, it was just my need, my mm -hmm. hair mm -hmm. needed it. But I mean, I, those, all those products don't work for me because mm -hmm. they're like different types of hair, <clears throat> different type of, uh, you know, uh, styles. Mm -hmm. And you have to listen to the market. You have to listen to the barbers where, again, my biggest supporter and the biggest uh, 
where where I got the big the, the best ideas for new products, they would start asking for gel. I never thought I was gonna make a hair gel because that was what I was trying to get away from. And people still use hair gel. So I was like, all right, let's make a hair gel like the hair gel that I always wanted. No alcohol, like that it can last for days. So mm-hmm. I came up with the with the gel too. And the shaving stuff is because yeah, I needed the 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 shaving stuff. And I try to do it like in a different way, like more nourishing. Not yeah. like it. so. Yeah, a lot of it is because of my own needs, but a lot of it too is because you have to listen to to your right. market. Do you go to like the uh, barber expo and all these big shows? I did. That's big in like the hip hop community yeah. and everything. Yeah, I used to go to the barber expo. I went to the barber expo for two years uh, in a row before the pandemic. After the pandemic, uh. Start getting like uh, they moved it before it was in Hartford, mm-hmm. and then they moved it to the casinos to Mohegan. Mm-hmm. And once they moved it to the casinos, I I thought the 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 amount of people that went there just got really really low. Okay. I mean, I went last year. I mean, this year in May, and it was again huge. But I didn't have a booth. I'm probably gonna have a booth next year because I think it went back to normal. We've noticed that going, too. Yeah. Like a lot of the Kevin has been to a number of conferences and expos, and like the number of mm-hmm. people. It's taken a while for people to yeah. kind of yeah. come back out. I think there's the, always gonna be a segment that prefers hybrid or doesn't yeah. want to be around that many people, and then there's some people that couldn't wait to get back. Yeah. I, especially all the people working from home. Yeah. Before it was mm. one thing asking them to come from the office. Right. Like, okay, stop by here on your way home. They're already home. They already started cooking. They got laundry in. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm not driving there. Yeah. I'm not going there. They're not putting pants on. <laughs> I'm not putting pants on. Yeah. yeah. And for us, it was not, we, we don't make the money back in the, uh, the yeah. expo. For for yeah. us, it was most, more like, like awareness. exposure. Yeah, yeah, brand awareness. Right. Just to be there. Because when you go to a barbershop, be like, oh, yeah, I saw you at the barber yeah. expo. So that's more like an investment on marketing and, on, 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 yeah. W- what's your vision for this now? Do you see it? Do you want to be in stores, Walmart? Um, is it? Does it remain like a private label? Actually, last year we got approached by Target. Okay. I was just going to ask because <laughs> actually one of our clients came out with a board game, yeah. Target, and yeah. they seem to be more small creator supportive Target, yep. which is interesting. Yeah. I'd love to do more research on that and find out why. Yeah. That was a question. I think that's a top-down kind of culture at Target. Mm-hmm. Right. They take care of their employees. They, they, they look out for small businesses. Right, right, and give those opportunities. But then also... This must be between the expo you and selling in barbershops, you must have like a display mm-hmm. like yeah. setup. Like, yeah. hey, you want to sell this? Here's the display. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, talk a little bit because we like, did yeah. say the POP that you that comes with that. It. Okay, so that's what I wanted to know about. Yeah, definitely. like when you sell Red Bull, you have to sell it mm-hmm. in their cooler. It has to be this and this. It yep, can't be yeah. next to that. There's a lot of rules. So curious about that. Yeah, this even is the packaging very... selection. Like I love how so El Fuerte has a different top mm-hmm. than El Original. Yeah. Like and this, e- even in and of itself, feels like okay. This is like the metal, you know, <laughs> the heavy duty stuff versus it's like the automotive almost. Now, I, I, I just, I'm all about it. Definitely I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's, it's a very visual brand. Yeah. So everything we do, and that's what you said, like about the stickers, about everything, we try to do everything very visual. So our POP is the the box that we ship the products in, and once you fold the top, it becomes like a POP display that you put on on the the on the counter right next to the register because we found out that that's the best place to put the the displays. Right when people are paying for their haircut, they see the product that they tried in the chair and they just get it and buy it. And that that we have a bunch of uh, displays. Uh, we have uh, posters. We have stickers. We try to 
give a sticker with every order that we give because it's, it's a very visual uh, brand. And you mentioned the different styles, like a collectible kind of thing. Right. What we do is just, I work with, last time I counted, it was like 13 Mexican artists, illustrators. And I was so like, this is my brand. Just give me your vision. You have like just a limited your style. edition of each one. Yeah. So we, we got the, the limited edition of t-shirts. We got a limited edition with some, this sticker, some of the, are some of the, the, the designs for the t-shirts. So we run a, a certain amount of designs, uh, t-shirts per design. And once they're gone, they're gone. We just turn them into stickers and that's it. So we, we work with like, yeah, last time I counted, it was, uh, I think it was 13, 15 artists, Mexican artists. And they just give us their representation, their idea of the brand. Their, and, and we just respect that. And we put in a sticker and, uh, and a t-shirt. And that's how we try to support their art that's cool. while trying to like a greater at mission. the same time. I, yeah. love it. I, I love it. I love it. So yeah, those stickers are been a hit. A hit. I, I mean, look at look at this. I'm ready for like the Papi Chulo style fighting game. Where I can like, you know what I mean? Boot up some N uh, 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 WCW, but like, give me all these different characters. Buy right, cool. some Papi Chulo NFTs. <laughs> yeah, right. So awesome, man. So what? Uh, tell our listeners how they can get their hands on some of this product. What's the best way for them to reach you? Well, the, uh, I mean, we are in Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, we are uh, Papi Chulo style pomade. Uh, Instagram, we're Papi Chulo style. Or our website, w, I mean, uh, yeah, papichulostyle.com. Uh, you can find us there. All our socials are at the bottom of the site. And we try to, you know, post new things every day, every week at least. Try to be on top of everything. And, yeah, if you if you order online, if your order is bigger than 35 bucks, shipping is free, whatever you are in the United States. And, yeah, you're going to get your handwritten note with it <laughs> because i appreciate that you put your hard earned money into yeah. our vision into our products that means a lot to me so the least i can do is just write a a, a note a personal note to from me. the ceo himself yep. excellent <laughs> if as, as long as i can do it uh, i'm gonna keep doing it yeah. yeah what's what's a piece of advice you can give to our listeners out there that are maybe thinking about launching their own brand oh man just do it. I mean, I know it takes a lot. I mean, I know it's easier said than done, but just do it. Turn all your your dreams and your your passion into action. Just that little step. Just take that little step because you. I mean, at the beginning, it's gonna be really, really hard, and you're gonna have a lot of tests. But once you be overcome those tests, you're gonna look back and be like, "Thank God I did it. Thank God I quit my job. Thank God I started this." Because this changed my life. This is, I mean, I would have been having the life I had if I wouldn't have quit my job. Like, just take that little stuff. It's very, very, very scary, but it's totally worth it. Just do it and, and, and yeah, take action. Take action. I know a lot of people with the biggest dreams and the best ideas ever, but they don't take action. And it's just, ah, oh God, it's such a shame just looking at them with so much potential. And just because they don't take action, they just stay what they are. Just take action. It, it's my biggest advice and the best advice I, I can give. Everything is going to solve on their own. Life is going to throw you whatever you can handle at the moment. Not more, not less. If, if you have to deal with that, deal with that because you're capable of it. So just do it. Nice, man. Well, yeah. thank you for being on our show. It was no, a real thank pleasure. you. Thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. It was very fun. And yeah, thank you. 
Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mission Control. Until next time, this is Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, and we launch brands.